Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing, Sheila, the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. <laughs> That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. <laughs> just go with what you saw today. Okay, yeah. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. For You'll sure. be wrong often, yeah. but then you can just point back to when you were right. No yeah. one will remember. No That's one's true. listening. Ladies and gentlemen, it is 10.39 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field. Bo Wolf, Sheila Kapadia here. In a tiny little room inside the Eagles press box. We are the last one standing, as is typically the case. Following what a game. The Eagles thrilling 32-30 victory over the Houston Texans. They surrendered a 13-point fourth quarter lead. And then the legend of of Nick Foles continued to grow as he led a game-winning drive while suffering a significant injury. Missing a play, coming back onto the field. Jake Elliott knocks it through the uprights as time expires. Foles sets a franchise record, throwing for, that's first, those are first half stats, 471. 71 yards. Whoo boy. Zach Ertz sets the NFL record for receptions for a tight end in a single season. Somebody at the Athletic Philadelphia should write about him. And the Eagles keep their playoff hopes alive. They need a win next Sunday in Washington at 4.25 p.m. The game has been flexed to mid-afternoon, and they will also need help. They will need a loss from the Minnesota Vikings, who play the Chicago Bears at home, and potentially two losses by the Seattle Seahawks, although we are watching right now as the Seahawks have just taken a seven-point lead on Sunday Night Football against the Kansas City Chiefs. Shield, the Eagles are alive. We are alive. All is right in the world. The Eagles are fun again. It may be for a, a brief time. It may be for a three-week stretch. But, man, these last two games have been fun. They've scored 30 points or more in back-to-back weeks after doing so once in the first 13 games. This was a game where midway through the fourth quarter, we're discussing our what are we going to write about post game? It looks like they're running away with it. And then you said, if this are the, if these are the Eagles of earlier this season, we're going to have a game here at the end, or they're going to blow it. You said something to that effect. I said they're going to lose the game. And then they did blow it, but this time they got the ball back at the end. And what a sequence there! Uh, under two minutes, Nick Foles just gets. I mean. Absolutely crushed in the midsection. Demolished. Jadevian Clowney's helmet goes right into the nine on his jersey. Jadevian Clowney almost wrecked the game now. I mean, he did wreck the game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, every every significant moment that happened in this game, he was basically a part of. And so Nick Foles was laying. We're looking at it right now. That end zone down there, he was laying in the end zone. Darren Sproles comes over. The medical staff comes over. All the players are running to the line of scrimmage because they don't know that Foles is down, and they think Alshon Jeffrey just caught a 19-yarder, and they've got a hustle. And then from there, 
Nate Sudfeld enters for a play. Nick Foles comes back in. He hits Zach Ertz. Jake Elliott, the whole deal. The team's won uh, four of its last five, eight and seven, and has a chance going into Week 17. And we certainly did not think we would be here, obviously, after the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. But uh, it was interesting talking to some guys in the locker room. We did see, you know, you, you say that they, they've been fun again for the, the past few weeks, and that's true. And I think, it, I think it actually started in Dallas, even though they lost that game. That was the beginning of seeing a little bit more outward emotion, I think, from this team a little bit. Uh, and Malcolm Jenkins said that after the game. He said, uh, starting with that Cowboys game, they sort of tasked the guys who are generally more emotional with keeping up their end of the bargain, and if they keep up their end of the bargain, the rest of the team will follow. And, and I think you saw that today. Now, part of that is because the stakes were so high. This was basically a playoff game for them. They knew if they lost, the season was over. But you had you know, Nick Foles yelling at the ref when he gets uh, manhandled by the face mask by Jadeveon Clowney, who else, uh, on a two-point conversion. That's not something we generally see from him. You've got Darren Sproles saying to the sideline, give me the effing ball. They give him the ball on a, on a wheel route, and uh, he was by far their best running back today. You have Nelson Aguilar at the end of the first half yelling at both or at Gunter Brewer and Mike Groh. I don't know. We, we don't really know if it was just at Brewer and Groh stepped in to mediate or what, if it was at, bo- it was at, if it was at both of them. Aguilar did not explain afterwards. Uh, you had all kinds of stuff like that. You had you know Chris Long, who is an emotional guy, but showing a little bit more emotion than normal after he had the biggest play of the game for the defense, forcing that forced fumble. He takes the ski mask, and he's really ramping up the crowd. And, uh, you know, the guy said it was part, partially the stakes, but it was also, you know, they are, there's a lot to let out because they have had such a frustrating season, and now they are finally playing the kind of football they think they should have been playing all season long. In order to be more emotional, that, that's like my nightmare. I, I couldn't get past that yeah. <laughs> early on. Thank God I'm not a part of this team. I'm taking no such orders from you. Well, and, and thank God you're not, Pete, you're not the gosh. one taking those hits. That's true, too. I mean, I was remarking to you the two hits that Nick Foles took, the first with the face mask where his, I mean, I don't know how his head is still attached to his body after that one. His head got totally twisted around and then he got slammed to the ground and the guy just gets back up i mean granted he was livid he was asking for a flag but I that don't know, was a terrible call i don't know how a terrible no call human being is able to do that and then the crushing blow to the midsection we don't know if it's the ribs if it's the chest the what sternum it was the sternum uh but he got back up after that it was only 90 seconds he was down didn't it feel like longer yeah I thought it was longer. I, I kind of went back and watched it uh, for the piece I wrote for the Athletic Philly. Classic time trick like, out of you. It's only 90 seconds because I was about to write Fantastic. several minutes. And I'm like, mm. well, why don't I just go back and check and, you know. That's good, good we journalizing. Do the, we do the work at this. Uh, at this I episode. wrote down at 7.44 p.m., Sheil informed us that he's using his time thing in the lead tonight. So I hope you used it. I did. Uh, I can't wait. The classic Kapadia. I think you can wait. Yeah, there's not much there. I'm looking forward to it. Where do we begin? Here's, we got to begin with the quarterback. I, yeah, I think we begin with the quarterback. And I think the question is, what do you trade Carson Wentz for? <laughs> what are you taking? All offers. Last week I told you that the Eagles averaged 8.7 yards per pass play, which was a season high. What do you think they averaged today? 
Oof. So in back-to-back weeks, they've set season highs for average yards per pass play. I, uh, you know, I told you last week that upon watching the game for the first time, I was mostly oh, unimpressed. Yeah, we weren't going to let you forget that. Don't worry, Nick I Foles. was going to bring it up. And, yeah. and I stand by that. I didn't know if you wanted to start there or with your pick of the Texans. I mean, it's up to you, really. I you stand. Take this in any direction you I like. I stand by that. I don't think that Nick Foles was great last yeah. week. Today, he was fantastic. I mean, I think you're wrong. Because, I mean, I, because today, there were moments in that first half where I was thinking, uh-oh. They might have bad Nick Foles. I mean, I was writing in my little spreadsheet off target. He was airmailing them. A couple, yeah. He but had, they weren't dangerous. I mean, he, he, he missed some throws. He had yeah. a, two, a fumble. He had two turnovers. Yeah. And a, two turnovers and a few missed throws. But, boy, did he make up for them. He sure did. Sure did. Okay. I don't, I, what do you want me to tell you? I'm sure you're are you, are you already picking Washington next nails week or what? In this game. You're going to have your write-up? You don't believe in Nick Foles going up against Josh Norman? Josh and Josh Johnson. <laughs> Josh Johnson. Uh, I mean, I do like Josh Johnson. <laughs> You've always liked him. Uh, yeah. I think I remember that from yeah. our previous run. Uh, I mean, they were throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, seven. I, I mean, I think you can make the case in this game that there was too much hurts. Oh my gosh. Seven completions of 20 yards or more. That also, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm sure that that's a season high. A season high. Well, I mean, the guy threw for 471 well, yards. He threw for a franchise record amount of yards. I'm not surprised he had a season high. Of well, plus they did have those drives where they were going like uh, yeah, that was 40 fun. yards on 15 plays. And right. Getting down to the goal yeah, line. 13, and then took them 13. And they lined up for 13 plays from the 15 yard line before they finally punched it that in. That was an insane little. Including two stretch. penalties. But. Yeah. Uh, so, what did Foles do well? Let's see. There was the. Played to Nelson Aguilar, he changed it at the line yes. of scrimmage. It was a called play-action pass. He saw the coverage. He saw he had time. He called the audible, and that was his best pass of the day, I would say, right? Definitely. For sure. I mean, that was Beautiful a Beautiful pass, yeah. A bombalea you know, and you know, Oh, nice. And you know what's funny is that uh, it, takes, it takes Nick Foles calling an audible for the offense to give Nelson Aguilar a chance to catch a ball down the field. Good point. They don't call those plays. He said it was nice to get in the end zone. He had missed that feeling or oh. something, he said. He did a little, like, he did a little nesty, like the, the nesty, uh, what is it called? What? The, isn't that? Tutty? The, the Deshaun Jackson splash. Nesty splash, is that what it's called? Is that what it's called? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I had a name. Yeah, something. Okay. So we had that. Um, hmm. I don't even, I can't even remember. I mean, they, they did, I will say the supporting cast did a great job today. I mean, Zach Ertz's one touchdown, Darren Sproles' touchdown. Like, those guys were battling with the ball in their hands. How about Alshon yes. Jeffrey? That 52-yarder, he catches it over well, the middle. And, and, and an even off. bigger play was, his, was the catch on the Foles. What a catch. Yeah, unbelievable catch. I mean, watching the replay, Jonathan Joseph has his hand, like, plays it just as you're supposed really? to play, play through mm. the hands of the receiver. And uh, Jeffrey, just very strong hands. Gripping the ball with both of them, able to come down with it. For Fantastic the high point, catch yeah. On the uh, on the final drive there, so high point, North Carolina. I mean, Foles. It really are. It's the themes that we've seen with him throughout. I mean, he is a tough son of a gun, as they say. He's a tough sob. I mean, the guy just takes like a beating and just and comes on out ticking. and keeps on ticking. I mean, we were very close to the you know dream scenario that we had. 
envisioned. Foles wins this game, but you know breaks his ribs or something like well, that. Let, let's not call that a dream scenario. I mean, okay, come on, well, the guy breaks well, his know, ribs. Take wise, like Jeez. Uh, no, no all, right, all right, not a dream scenario. You know, these guys aren't animals. This, They're this human beings. Theoretical. What are you, an NFL owner? Crazy scenario in which you know the Eagles would have a chance to play for the playoffs yeah. without Foles. Do you uh, pop pop Carson Wentz with some painkillers? Put him out there. Yeah. They probably we're, wouldn't have done we're that. We're probably close to finding out. I bet they would have. Uh, for those wondering, we probably should have mentioned this earlier. Foles did say <clears throat> he's fine at the, yeah. at the end of the game. Now we'll see. I mean, players always say they're fine. It seems like he's fine. I mean, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's gonna in be, crazy he's gonna, amounts of pain. He's going to be hurting tomorrow. And cannot move and will not be able to move when he wakes up. Anything above. He's not. He's not. He's not dressing up as Santa in that house uh, tomorrow night. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like how oh, I, I'm like I'm feeling pain thinking about what he's going to feel like when he wakes up tomorrow. Well, and then you got Cravon LeBlanc, who yeah. who apparently his bone was according to Derek Gunn, yeah, s- sticking out of his finger, broke his finger. Uh, and what was funny is that I was asking Nigel Bradham why the defense played so much big nickel today. Uh, they played, you know, very little base. This is such BS, uh, this photo. Well, I'm sorry. you got to explain it. You're on All a right. podcast. We're, we're watching, People aren't watching what <laughs> we're, we're watching. We're watching Sunday Night Football, and they had this tweet from the New England Patriots. Thanks, Nick Foles. Hashtag St. Nick, because, of course... The Eagles beating the Texans helped the Patriots. And they had this picture of Nick Foles hugging Tom Brady, which to the co- common folk out there watching Sunday Night Football, they will assume this is after the Super Bowl where the two quarterbacks played. But as we know, Tom Brady did not offer a handshake. And so where are they pulling that from? Like the preseason? Unbelievable. What? It's definitely they the should be getting crushed for this. I better be reading about this, like, on all the national sites tomorrow. Well, then you write it. I mean, it's totally misleading. Did you put that in the, in the day after? No, I should have. Put it in there. Maybe I will add it. That's I'm a, sorry. It, that was rude of me to interrupt. That no. just was just... Uh, that's unbelievable. It's good Normally, for you. you're the one who gets upset about that type of thing. I think that's crazy. I think, uh, we're, I think uh, you know, the good parts of the show are rubbing off on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what were you saying? Welcome Sorry. to the party. Welcome to the anti-Patriots <laughs> group, mm. the cabal. I'm not a big party guy. Okay. okay. I mean, you know, we don't have to, we don't have to play <laughs> flip cup, but we can talk about grousing the Patriots. Yeah, that is a pretty weak. Yeah. It's pretty weak. It's funny, though. Not from their perspective. It's funny that they did that. I mean, it's fine if they were to tweet that out. I just feel like they're totally misleading the public there. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're not outright saying here's a picture from Foles and Brady at the Super Bowl. It would be funny. If, Isn't that the assumption? If it, would be, it would be funny if one of if it was one of those like f- um, very obviously fake photoshops. Ooh, readers should do that. Yeah, that, that would, would be, be funny. Yeah. yeah. All right. Sorry. I don't remember what I was talking about. I, yeah, me neither. Uh, oh, I know. You were t- Nigel Bradham. Nigel Bradham. I asked yeah. him why they're playing so much big nickel. That you know, we're coming into this game, we said. This was the 12 personnel bowl. Texans play a ton of 12 personnel. Eagles played barely any base defense in this game. They would go big nickel with uh, Nigel Bradham and Jordan Hicks on the field and Malcolm Jenkins inside, and then you had uh, Trey Sullivan and Corey Graham deep. And uh, he was explaining that that was sort of the matchup. But he also said, yeah, and then, you know, and our nickel broke his, uh, 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 never mind. <laughs> you know, he's not supposed to say it. So yeah. I'm glad that I wasn't going to say anything about it, but I'm glad that Gunner got the report out there about uh, Craven LeBlanc. Uh, also interesting on defense, uh, when they went to Dime, it was Nigel Bradham on the field. 
not Jordan Hicks, which we were wondering what they would do there. And Nigel Bradham did say that he was the one who was calling plays tonight. He had mm. the defensive headset. Well, if you're going to be the one playing in all the sub packages, you got to have the headset on, right? Exactly right. <clears throat> How about Darren Sproles in this game? Darren Sproles, I guess after Nick Foles, he's the one you got to get to. Yeah, I mean, tremendous touchdown catch and run. It's the second time in how many weeks that, what was the other one? The Cowboys? Where like he, he bulldogged uh, yes. him his way into the end zone? Uh, yeah, some little, I think so. Little man strength. Uh, that was fantastic. Then he had the other catch down the left sideline for 31 yards. Then it's, I think it was, you know I, it's, it, it would have been nice if somebody had given us a heads up that this was going to be the Darren Sproles game. Yeah, that's true. You do get credit mm. for that. Your, your game prediction was way off base, but you did say Not way off base. I think I was three <laughs> points off. <laughs> but the you, final did, but you did say, yeah, that was a nice call by you. It was a Darren Sproles day. Yeah, did right you have right. some inside intel? No, I don't use my eyeballs. You did the Darren Sproles story. I didn't know. Maybe a family member mm. said, mm. "Yobo, little heads up, my man." Wanted to uh, pay you back for that great feature you wrote. Nice. Might want to let your uh, readers and listeners know. These Sproles are about to go off Sunday. I, you know, I'm not sure I would have taken that at face value. <laughs> he had uh, six, uh, three catches for 76 yards and a touchdown and also nine carries for 32 yards. Meanwhile, Josh Adams and Wendell Smallwood were putrid. Oh, I guess Smallwood barely did anything. But Josh Adams, 11 carries for 21 yards. Good stat from uh, Ruben Frank. He is now 0 for 7, carrying the ball on third and one and fourth and one situations. He also uh, committed the fumble that led this game to become close at the end. If only he had held onto the ball, the, the game would have been over sooner. Um, they got to uh, they got to they got to put that bad boy in the in the doghouse for the rest of the season, if you ask me. 26 carries for 49 yards in the last two games, yeah. averaging under two yards per carry. Sproles and Boston Scott. That's what I want to see. Well, I was going to say, Sproles is your, I mean, listen, you got to ride it out next next weekend in the postseason. Absolutely. Uh, he might get injured. I don't know. Absolutely. Hopefully not. I know they tried to monitor that a little bit, but. Let me ask you this. I think this is a good one. Okay. Tell me who plays the most games for the Philadelphia Eagles from the start of the 2019 season on. In order. Darren Sproles, Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood, Boston Scott. Boy, that is a tough one. Does Josh Adams have a leg up on Wendell Smallwood for next year? <sighs> Probably. I don't know. Wendell Smallwood doesn't go away. Yeah. He's still on his rookie he's deal, right? He's not a. Is he a. Uh, he's got one more year, I think. Okay. I'll go Smallwood, Adams. Scott's got some juice. I'm taking Boston Scott number one. Yeah? Number one. Why? You think he's going to be Based a... on one game. Okay. Based on I thought he had a nice little juice in this game. I just, uh, you could convince me that all three of the other guys are going to be gone. Well, I didn't know if you were referring to, is there a chance Sproles comes back? I think there is a chance. Wow. I mean, you know, he, 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 he could have lied, but. You said there's a chance, right? Is that what he said? I don't think he did. He say there's a chance. I don't know. Let me look. Yeah, Rich Hoffman wrote about him. Um, I mean, and that story did just go up. Um, you know, he and Peters. I think Peters is coming back. Well, Peters made you know. it through how many plays today? About four plays. 
Okay. And then Halapula Vati Vachai came in and played the rest of the game. Jeez, I don't know. You think both those guys are coming back? That's uh, possible. I think I think Peters I don't is more know. likely. I don't know if Sproles is coming back to the Eagles, if he comes back. That's interesting. So he said there was a – oh, never mind. He was talking about this year. He okay. said there was a time I thought I wasn't going to be able to come back. Yeah. But to have the role I had tonight, man, it felt great. But uh, I don't see anything in here about – him saying if he's uh, – I saw someone tweet it, that he didn't shut the door right. on coming back next season, which – Even though that, that was his expectation coming into the year. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, so I think Sproles is going to have to carry the load in Washington, and then if there's a postseason, he's going to have to basically go until he gets injured. Unless right. he gets injured, I should say. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think until he gets injured is probably the right way well, to phrase it. Eh, who knows? It's, who do you think – who is a better quarterback right now, Nick Foles or Deshaun Watson? He's got a smile on his like face. Like, if I could have one. This I mean, question is lighting him up. I thought Deshaun Watson was, like, unbelievable today. I mean, that game-winning drive he led. fantastic. What, that could have been a game-winning drive was unbelievable. I mean, for a coach who's just, you know, throwing screens on third and uh, 11 and punting from midfield. Well, that's when this game was decided, I think. I think so. The football gods. That's true. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson was a little bit more aggressive in this game than, than he has been. Still had a third and 18 drive. I was going to get there. Well, I'm not going to so let he had that been, go. So he had been going for it on, uh, on some fourth and shorts, to, you know, with, with decisiveness. And because of that, the Eagles are winning the game. What, do they got mold in this booth or something? You hear my sniffles here? Mm, no. I got all congested all of a sudden. I'm sorry. All right. So. Um... So the Eagles were being aggressive, and they were getting uh, rewarded for that aggressiveness. Good process was leading to good results. They converted all their fourth downs. And then on third and 18, in the, uh, you know, not quite the red zone, the green zone. Is the green zone closer? Around the 30-yard line. I'm not a football guy. Uh, second and 20, they call a screen to Jordan Matthews. That's a terrible call. Two yards. And then, <laughs> um, and then they go, call the coward's draw. And they kick a field goal. So at that point, the football gods are thinking, all right, we're going to give this game to the Texans. Eagles don't deserve to win. But then Bill O'Brien punts on fourth and one for midfield. And at that point, the football gods decided that this game was going to go the Eagles' way. Yeah, because he punted. He's a wimp. And then the next play was the very next play. Yes. Way to flip the field. Yeah. Flipping the field, baby. Had a chance to flip the field. Didn't want to pass it up. I think if I were an owner, I would, fa- I would t- have in, my, in the coach's contract, if you, if you ever use the term flip the field, whether it's in private or public, <laughs> you have to pay $500 to a charity of my choice. I think, I think it's even worse if you use it in, in private. <laughs> okay, I don't, I'm not sure quite where you're going with I'm that. not going to. I'm just, okay. I, as, as like a public thing is just because oh, it's lying. like, a, yeah, you're lying okay. to the media or it's like it's a cliche that's coming out of your mouth. But if you're actually behind closed doors being like, you know, we got to get a chance. Because Bill O'Brien was like, we were joking. It was like he was so excited to he be didn't even to, think about to send a punt team it. on the field. He was like, he was, he was like pumping his fist that he was able to flip the field there. He stinks. I mean, and as I tweeted at the time, like, imagine, just put yourself in the other team's right. shoes. I mean, every fan in here was probably like, oh, thank God. Right. Deshaun Watson has been running all over the place. Imagine having a quarterback like Watson and then doing that. I mean, there's so many things you can do with him. They couldn't catch up with him. He's, he's twirling out of sacks all night long, and you just decide to punt. So, uh, that yeah, that was uh, 
that was brutal. So uh, Peterson step in the right direction. Let's and was that um, screen that they threw to Jordan Matthews? Didn't they have like a screen of Richard? Rod- was that the same drive? Was that later? Uh, that was. It might have been the same drive. That they, was the thirteen personnel. Drive we joked. We said a bunch. Yeah, of, yeah. We said that was the same the drive as the Alshon Jeffrey fifty-yard catch. Okay. Yeah, but after the catch, they then proceeded with the slowest yeah. group of skill position yeah, players in the NFL. They went with three tight ends: Jordan Matthews and Josh Adams, I believe. Right. We we agreed uh, with with Handsome Rich that Jason <laughs> Kelsey was the second fastest guy on the offense in the, <laughs> yeah. in that unit. Yeah. So some stuff to iron out, but overall. <laughs> Overall, Peterson uh, did do did do a good job. At least he did go for it in those situations. The team has continued to play hard. It seems like they're figuring some stuff out on off. I mean, they had what over five hundred five hundred nineteen yards of total offense, I believe, in this game. So uh, don't want to crush him, but you know, still some stuff you could iron out there. I think All that's right. fair. Uh, so we we talked about Sproles. We talked about Foles. Offensive line, they give up one sack. Now, Clowney was very good. There were some holding penalties Black in there. Was holding there were some crushing life. hits in there, so I don't want to make Clowney it sound like... Clowney wrecked the game. But Almost. Lane Johnson locked down J.J. Watt. Well, I feel like. two kinds of ways about this. Okay. One, good on Lane Johnson. Explain, uh, explain a little bit about Lane Johnson's headspace coming into this game. So Lane Johnson said that... Uh, Earlier this week when the Pro Bowl rosters were announced and he didn't make it, he couldn't sleep. And so at 2.30 in the morning, he drove to the NovaCare complex. There was nobody there. Poor security guard, you know, probably trying to catch a little snooze. Right. And in comes Lane. I assume he drives a what truck. What a surprise for his wife waking up the next morning. Where's Lane? Well, well I, I don't know. I don't know that, is his, I don't know that his family right stays there. in might, Philadelphia. Yeah, now. I know he has a daughter, but I, I actually was wondering that, and I should have asked it. But, yeah, that would be a little, <laughs> would definitely be a little strange. Uh, but he showed up. I said, I said, I think he saw the looks on her face. And, like, multiple times he goes, no, I'm not joking. I'm dead serious. Yeah. And so I said, I said, where did you sleep? And he goes, the locker room. I said, when did you wake up? He said, 730. You know, got up for breakfast and to have some meetings. I'm like, okay. He's like, call me a psycho. Call me whatever you want. I've got my issues. <laughs> He's like, but I think it helped me or something. And so he was, uh, you know, the uh, these athletes always looking for that chip on their shoulder or whatever. He was coming in thinking he got slighted. He did say, you know, I asked him, I said, do you think you deserve to go to the Pro Bowl? Because let's be honest, the guy wasn't right. playing great early in the season. Uh, even before his injury, then he had the injury. He wasn't playing great. Credit to him for toughing that out, and yeah, he you know now that I think about it, he has been playing really well in recent weeks. But he said, you know, I don't know if I deserved it or not, but I wanted to just show going forward that if I'm going up against a Hall of Famer, I can hold my own. He's like, watch the tape. There were no chips. There was no help. There were no double teams. It was one on one, and um, you know, Watt finished with three tackles, no hits, no quarterback sacks. That also brings up one of our uh, our two journalism tricks of the trade uh, birds to flip in this in this locker room explain yours i know you don't want to explain it there are times when you you know you've got an interesting angle that's an interesting thing it was a smaller group earlier in the season you know when jason kelsey had his accountability comments earlier in the season just when a guy is kind of going in an interesting angle you can sense maybe sounding off i mean lane johnson wanted to like he was being asked about foals and he was giving good answers but then someone asked about him and he you could tell he just kind of wanted to get some stuff 
off his chest. So when, something interesting is happening. When that happens, you try to cover every aspect of it before moving to another topic. Don't just jump in with a, hey, uh, well, Occasionally someone the, will just know, jump Coles in who game. wasn't there for it, and we'll ask an off-the-wall question. And then you got to do the old come back to it, yes. which I had to do. And then mine is not – it's not a, a bird to flip. It's just a frustration as, you know, you in a, in a bit of a larger setting, you ask an interesting – not even an interesting question. You ask a question that gets an interesting response and then someone else, you know, tweets it out and, get, and it goes, uh, goes wildfire or somebody else uses it as the leader of their story. Yeah, you know, that's the trick. It's a hazard of the trade, but frustrating nonetheless. That's interesting. I, I didn't know that. I will not tweet out. I feel like that person should get the, you know, if it's really their angle that elicits the quote, I feel like you shouldn't be the one tweeting it out. I think you can use it. It's fine. Obviously, you're there, and that always happens. Unless it's like a press, I mean, a press conference is different. Press know. conference is different, Every, for sure. A lot of people are watching. Yeah. All right. No one cares about this, as I told you. So here's my other J.J. Uh, Watt thought. Oh, gosh, don't get us fired. I don't know what you're about to say here. I'm giving J.J. Watt the grass. Oh, okay. I think he's the Oscar the Grass trash player this game. Why is that? I think he's a little bit overrated. <laughs> 14 and a half sacks coming 14 in. and a half sacks, nice. <laughs> you know, Lane Johnson this week said he doesn't think uh, he's not the best. Wait, I agree did with Did he him. say that? He said he was, you know, someone was like, is he the best? That you face. He's like, I mean, he's very good. I don't know about the best. There's a lot of guys who are very good. And, you know, J.J. Watt's very, very good. You know, he gets the sacks. Sacks are more impactful, as we've talked about. I just don't think he's, you know, in a league with a lot of good defensive players. Maybe let's, let's calm down on making the white guy the face of uh, defensive production. <laughs> it's a ridiculous take. <laughs> Guys like Monster Hall of Fame career. He's been like the defensive hammer, the defensive player of the last uh, what? What did you say? What did you you say? Did in this game? Huh? Zero sacks, three tackles. Okay. Well, it was it was one game. That was one game. They were playing for a bye. It's not like they had nothing to play for. Okay. Other guys get paid too. That is true. You are correct in that. I just think he's overrated. All right, I can. You want me to give you some fuel? Yeah. Ninth in quarterback hits. Okay. Fletcher Cox has more. Michael Bennett has more. Where does he rank in uh, hits among white guys? Hits among white guys. He is first. Yeah, no surprise. That's why you're here about him. That's interesting. You know who's second in hits among white guys? Ooh, let me guess. Ryan Kerrigan. T.J. Watt. No, that is interesting. You know, I kind of like this game. (laughs) You know who's third of hits among white guys? L.J. Watt. Chris Long. Oh. It's pretty good. That sounds like a story. Well, I I know you don't like when people give you story ideas, but that one could be good. That's a pretty good one. Okay. That's a pretty good one. All right. Rich gave me a good one for the notebook today. What did he give you? Did a little mini oral history of Nate Sudfeld's game. Nate Sedfeld, yeah, he was getting, I feel like people kept circling back to him. Yeah. Uh, I think he was quite fatigued of answering questions by the was, time yeah. I got there. And then <laughs> Jimmy Kemsky said to him, <laughs> <laughs> a friend of the pie, Jimmy Kemsky said something like, 
you know, your quarterback rating or your stats are not going to look that great. Jimmy, I think, was obviously joking. Right. I, uh, I don't know. So I was just kind of like, it was one pass or something. He's like, I I'm not worried him, about that. I asked him about, uh, <laughs> do you think he's, he should get a quarterback win? But, you know, his quarterback rating, 39.6, yeah, it could be worse. 39.6? Yeah, that's what you get. For, an, for <laughs> one incompletion. How is that? Possible. He didn't throw a pick. Shouldn't that be zero? No. Well, I mean, a I mean, pick should be zero. Should it be? Yeah. Okay. But uh, overall, though, I thought yeah, Lane Johnson played well. They had their issues with. I mean, Clowney was great. There's no doubt about it. They couldn't run the ball. We knew that was going to be the case coming in. And given their running backs and the Texans' run defense, good on the Eagles for not really forcing the issue. Really, for not yeah. staying committed to the run. For everyone who loves right. balance, I mean given all the injuries the Texans had in their secondary, it would have been so, so stupid to stick to the run. Yeah, we didn't even not mention that, <clears throat> did we, that the Texans were, were just uh, annihilated. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what's, what, what, what the state of their secondary was at the end. I mean, they were playing backups uh, across the board, so that, I guess, should be factored in a, a little bit. But listen, those guys still got paid, too. They backups. sure did. I think that's all. That's all I got with the offense. Uh, when the Eagles, well, should we talk about the actual drive that led to the Texans having the lead? The cut those couple magical plays by Deshaun Watson, avoiding those hits. Sure, that was impressive. And then uh, the throw to uh, somebody named Vincent Smith. Oh, you know what? I wanted to include that. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins had a good quote about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened on that throw to Vincent I didn't Smith. Talk to I didn't talk to Russell. It Douglas. looked like he gave up on the play. I feel like, like, he, like he judged it as it was going out of bounds. Or he didn't want to get a penalty, yeah. I, I don't think it was a give up, like I don't feel like running anymore. Correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just I mean, to yeah, clarify. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was very weird. Yeah. A misjudgment is right. So that Heck was of a play by that guy with the weird spelling of his first name. And then Deshaun Watson had the amazing uh, escape of the Michael Wait. Bennett twice and yeah. Chris Long once yeah. and uh, converted that. That was so, impressive. Yeah, he, he I thought... So you didn't answer the question. Who would you rather have? You got to win one game tomorrow, Nick Foles or uh, Deshaun Watson? Uh, Deshaun Watson. Okay. I'm always a little. Um, you're you're the Foles hater of the two of us. I'm like, uh, if given two guys that are close, give me give me the guy who can move a little bit. Okay. I, I like a guy who, when things break down, not that Foles can't do that, but nice try trying to flip it on me. Yeah, what's Deshaun Watson ever won? It's true. Just a question. Uh, Eagles also did indeed go uh, 12 personnel heavy in this game, as expected. They have, uh, they have learned their lesson here. And you know what's interesting is, you know, you, you just got to think. Eagles here, 8-7, and seven, chance to make the playoffs next week. Would they be here if not for two catches for 13 yards by Golden Tate? Mm. Now, to be fair... Who was warming up Sudfeld when he had to come mm-hmm. in? <laughs> good point. That was a good rich line. That was a rich line. Yes. Finally, they're getting some use out of Golden yeah, Tate. Yeah, so they did. It was a good line. All right. So we covered Lane Johnson, Nick Foles. All right. Did you think, did you have any doubt that Nick Foles was going to lead them to a, uh, at least a field goal attempt on that drive? Yeah. I mean, I had some doubt. Okay. Well, you had no doubt? It's funny. Yeah, you didn't really doubt. speak up at the time. Well, I was writing. Okay. Now, one of us has to write at the gun. Oh, thank. I know that's right. Thank God it's not me. <laughs> uh, well, it didn't get off to a great start, that, that drive, right? It sure started didn't. with, I think, two incompletions. Yeah. 
And so then you thought, well, it could be something. They were at their own 10. I mean, oh, yeah, it's not it like been, they were at their own 40. Yeah, it would have been, know? you know. And a bad job by my guy, Boston Scott, taking that ball out of the end zone. You got to let that. You got to. Because you had four. There was 204 left. I was defending him a little bit because mm-hmm. I, I feel like he caught it at like the one. Yeah, or the but goal 204 line. left. You get a free play before the two minute warning. You want that. What are the odds he's going to get a pass? What if it bounces at the one and then bounces in the field of play? It wouldn't have bounced at the one. Where would it have bounced? It would have bounced like right inside the goal line. That's where he was standing. In the end zone? Yeah. Are you sure? I am 98% sure. So I feel like his feet were on the goal line. And the ball was in front of him. He didn't catch it. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, all right. Move him tight. You might be right. I'm just trying to, you know, give the guy the benefit of the doubt. Okay, well, so yeah. He's like, I it's like, like it. the new kid in class, my guy, you know? Yeah. He doesn't need to be teased. I'm not asking him to be teased. I wouldn't tease Boston Scott. Yeah, he's no, a rocked a up city. Idea. Yeah, that would be bad. Okay. Um, uh, one minor uh, complaint about Doug Peterson's in-game management. End of the first half, mm. they had uh, they had one timeout left as they were driving to try to get a field goal. Completed a pass for a first down to Nelson Aguilar, I believe, to their own 45-yard line with about 28 seconds left. And rather, and it wasn't a, a crazy scramble play. The players were mostly around the ball. They should have spiked it then holding the timeout so that they could still use the middle of the field. Instead, they took the timeout and then were unable to even get a field goal attempt because they could not use the middle of the field. Texans did a good job keeping him in bounds. Yeah, that was terrible execution at the end of the first half. And I and they did still have trouble getting lined up. I mean, whether it was they delay few, of games yeah. or timeouts yeah. or uh, whatever the case. And, yeah, I mean, that was legit. I was looking down on the sideline and in the first half, and Mike Rowe was, like, yelling out there. Mm. Um, I don't know about what. We can ask him. Uh, later this week when we talked to him and then we mentioned Aguilar and uh, Brewer getting into it on the sideline afterwards. So that was not uh, that was not a good sequence for them. End of first halves have been terrible for them all year. All season long. I mean, Why is the end of the half so bad? Of, uh, yeah, something we can look at. But yeah. they've, really, uh, they've really struggled there, no doubt about it. Defensively, about, about it. you know what? It's kind of tough. I, I mean, until those last two drives, which is a big until because those count. Yeah, I mean, this this game was similar to so many of the games earlier in the season yeah. where they were good for the first three quarters yeah. and then blew it in the end. I will say they get, you know, they do get some credit, the Eagles, for you know, this is the first, you know, they, they, they lost the turnover battle in this game 3-1 to one and still still won. That's mildly impressive. Yeah, I mean, they gave up. 16 points through the first three quarters. And remember, one of those touchdowns was after the full fumble right. that came at the five or the six. So, yeah. you know, they had been playing okay. Overall, both teams with 25 first downs. Eagles out, gain them 519 to 371. Texans three for 10 on third down. Eagles nine for 16. Uh, we mentioned the passing numbers there. Penalties killed the Eagles, whether they were good calls or bad calls, 11 for 105. Uh, the Texans had 10, 461. Lamar Miller didn't play in this game. Right. DeAndre Hopkins. Alfred blew the ball carrier. This is another, uh, for those of you who don't get the um, luxury of sitting in the press box with me, that was what Bo said. For all Friend four, of the pod, Ben Harris, texted that he walked into the stadium and the first thing he heard was, Alfred blew the ball carrier. It's supposed to be a family-friendly atmosphere here, you know? 
thank God he only had four carries. <laughs> if he was in double digits, I would not have been sitting next to you by the end. To of be fair, game. I did not go too heavy on too much hurts today. I backed off a little According bit. According to whom? Whom <laughs> or who? Whom? Right? I, I, I was much uh, lighter on it than the people who were in my mentions. Everybody's, everybody's on board with too much hurts. Well, to you people, thank you for not tagging me on those. Well, let's just hope that nobody writes a story about him this week on The Athletic. That would be too much hurts. Well, let's stop putting pressure on the person who's supposed to write something about him. <laughs> he's got a lot of work to do. He's got the holidays coming up. Holidays he's got family in town. There's a lot going on. No rush. No rush. The Eagles will make the playoffs. It'll be perfect timing after that. That's the way to do it. Patrick Mahomes runs it in, 31-28. Three-point game, 436 left. We're we're hanging on until this game ends, so let's hope it goes to overtime. Maybe you are. I will unplug this bad boy. Well, we got a bird lines. 83 yards was the longest play of the game, so we got to try to beat 83. 83 minutes. We're at 40 minutes right now. That's not happening. Um, Do you take anything else from this game defensively? You mentioned Nigel Bradham. Uh, Avante Maddox was probably solid but not spectacular. Ready well, here's the, other, here's the other part of my J.J. Watt-Grouse. Oh, boy. Okay. He's not the best player on his team. DeAndre Hopkins is better. He's a more impactful player. If, you know, if you're doing that uh, draft of everybody in the league, yeah. I don't know if J.J. Watt deserves to go in the first round. I don't, does, think he, I don't know if he deserves to go in the top 32. Well, in his prime he did, but you know, how old is he now? I don't know. How old is he? You're a grouse. I feel like you should probably be doing the research. Since when? J.J. Watt is 29 years old. Okay. He shouldn't be, he shouldn't be over the hill. I'm t- I mean, he's obviously behind Darren Donald. I'm taking Khalil Mack. Oh, my God. Look at this four-year stretch. <laughs> Sex. 20 and a half, 10 and a half, 20 and a half, 17 and a half. I'm not saying he wasn't a good player. I'm not saying he's not a good player. Okay. I'm not saying he wasn't a, a, a transcendent player at one point. Just saying he's not that guy anymore. I thought you were going to grouse him for, did you see what he was doing before the game? I don't know, bringing attention to himself by, uh, he's a bit of a, he's a bit of a media. Well, he goes around uh, the perimeter of the field and has a catch. Lady with, of the night. With uh, fans in the stands. He mm. chucks the ball up like 15 rows. Mm-hmm. Does that for a while. Okay. There are cameras around, I presume. I guess so. Yeah, it was really terrible also what he did for uh City of Houston last year. I mean yeah. should probably well, it wasn't a, it wasn't an anonymous donation. Oh my, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean shoot your shot. Chris Long had made probably his best game of the season, right? Yeah, he said he, he, said he was uh, more emotional, uh, in part uh, because he'd been wanting to uh, make a play all season long that would uh, you know, help the team, and also in part because his son Waylon was here for the first time oh. this season. Two and a half years old, first time he can really maybe sort of oh, understand what's going on. Nice. I didn't know that. He said, you know, who knows how many times he's going to get to see me play. Well, on that note, I mean, I, I think it was uh, Tim McManus who tweeted this out, an interesting point that I didn't think of. Uh, for the stars of this game, full sprawls and long, I mean, you could say, the yeah. three biggest, this could have been their last games in front of, at the link. Very good point. 
Which Nick Nick Foles, my man. Yeah. Zach Berman. Zach Berman got him to uh, Waterworks. Ooh, boy. I mean, legit tears forming in Nick Foles' eyes. Forming. They didn't fall, but they were beginning to form. All right. Well, if I exaggerated a bit in the day after, you know, it's uh, I'm a performer. You know, I can't just write the truth all the time. Okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, no, legit form. What did you say? He was he was soaked of, of tears, bawling in a pool of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. uh, he, he walked he walked away from the podium. His his <laughs> shoes sloshing around in the puddle of tears that had formed from his face. <laughs> Gunter Brewer handed him a tissue. <laughs> what does that even mean? No, he had to wipe the tears from his face, and I was trying to think of who. It well, would that's be. why he wears those toe <laughs> shoes. It would be funny to hand him one. <laughs> um, if you guys don't follow Gunter Brewer on social media, you have got to uh, check I out disagree. his his tweet after the game. Uh, he, for some reason, he disseminated this ninety uh, second video highlight of the wide receivers, uh, the freaks. But that's not the fun part. Although it's funny that he linked to a Dropbox. What is even funnier is the. <laughs> That seems dangerous. <laughs> the image. I'm just saying. Yeah, is the image that uh, he chose as the Instagram photo. Just like some random screen grab of him on the sideline in front of Doug. Bo was watching this w- with no headphones <laughs> as we were trying to work and waiting for it to end. We're all freaks here. Mm. Oh. But Nick mm. Foles was asked, you know, did that cross your mind that this might be yes. your last time at the link? And he said... Uh, yes, it did, and you know he kind of got emotional. He said, even uh, a few weeks back, running out of the tunnel, same thing. He was getting uh, getting a little bit emotional thinking about that. Is Nick Foles or not? I mean, I, I've kept thinking this. Oh, Nick Foles is making himself. You know, people are like tweeting out gifts like of him in a pool of money. But if you're a team that needs a starting quarterback next year. Whether it's a bridge option, whether you're a team with a good defense who has no quarterback, I mean, I feel like you could do a lot worse than this guy. I think so, too. He should be a starting quarterback in the NFL next year. I think so, too. I mean, we always talk about high variance. I was thinking about his like last seven games. I mean, four have been spectacular, and the others haven't necessarily been clunkers, you know? Yeah. Like that Bucks game earlier this year, he wasn't great. He wasn't, yeah, but he wasn't, uh, he wasn't terrible. terrible. I mean, yeah, he's be- he is certainly better than, you know, 10 quarterbacks who have been the majority starter for their team. 10, you think? That's interesting. I think he's a top. Let's save that. We should. Let's do that exercise later this week. Okay. And, and then you wonder about sort of his head and what his career aspirations are. Right. I feel like at this point he's got to say, let me go give it one more shot. I mean, he's been in bad situations. He can be picky. Yeah, he can pick his place. Um, I'm sure coaching really matters to him, culture, all those different things. But kind of feel like he owes it to himself. He's an improved player. Yeah. Looks that way to me. I, I don't know. fair. Think of the records this guy has set for the – I mean, think of what he's accomplished. It's the Crazy. weirdest career. It's so weird. A 27-2 and two year, uh, the Eagles' first Super Bowl title, and now franchise leader for – most yards in a single game. <laughs> what, a, what a career. So maybe he actually has earned himself some uh, some money for the offseason. I'll tell you what, I'd rather have Nick Foles than Marcus Mariota. That's de- I mean, the upside, definitely. It's like not even, doesn't feel yeah. close. Like, Mariota's had probably one game like that, and that was against the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, you know, obviously. I mean, you are. The problem is you are. You are probably. The second that you sign him as your starter, you are probably trying to replace him long term. But he should he should really just pick the best combination of, I feel, coaching and offensive line. Everything else, let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Unless he, I guess he's a human being. He might care about like where he lives and stuff like that. He might. He does have a child. He does. School system. You know, I don't know. But football wise, I feel like that's his best chance for success. Like not that much worried about the weapons or uh, the defense or whether the team's good or not. I feel like just get those two. Maybe you can do some things. Russell Wilson goes deep. Is that hauled in? Tyler Lockett, what a catch. Should I tweet out the feature I wrote on him back in the day? Yeah. It's a tough game, you know, having to tweet your stories multiple times. You feel like you're overdoing it, but you also got to get those bad boys out there. I've yeah stopped worrying about that. I'm just uh, yeah. shameless self-promotion. We gotta do it. So the game next week has been, did we say, flex to four twenty five? In the very top we said okay. it, but yeah. So that's been flex to four twenty five. Now it has to because that game affects how the Vikings and Bears play mm-hmm. and the Rams game affects how the how the uh Bears play and the Rams are on the West Coast, so they have to play at four twenty. Uh so uh that's why the Eagles game is moved. Makes sense. Um and yeah, I mean So what's your gut saying? Week 17. Well, I know you counted them out already, as has but. been said, there's one thing you can count on. It's the Minnesota Vikings winning in a big game mm. under Mike Shermer, mm. Mike Zimmer, and Kirk Cousins. It's Freudian slip there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shermer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, you know. Poor Shermer. Oh, I, I think we're so ready to make the playoffs. Kevin Stefanski has changed everything about our offense and, you know, Sinbad's on our side, and it's just a pleasure. Every time you can get a chance to play an extra football game, you got to be excited about that. The game is so great. I love to play with these guys. Will you be listening to his podcast this week? Is it a weekly podcast? It is. I don't know. I haven't checked in since the Sinbad episode. Well, you've got work to do, my friend. I hope your family doesn't anticipate (laughs) seeing you on Christmas. (laughs) You got a big road trip coming up tomorrow. That's right. I'm sure your wife would welcome some uh, Kirk Cousins pods on the way. I'm sure she would. Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Have her like make the jokes and take the notes. I feel like that would be a nice. uh, Okay. You know, all due respect. Oh, what a catch! Doug Baldwin down inside the one looks like. Oh, there's a flag on the play. Pete Carroll chewing gum. Eagles are wondering about 9/11 conspiracies. Eagles what do we got? are six and a half point favorites as of right now for that game. The Vikings are, this is at least according to the action. defense, not looking good for the Eagles' chances of getting the Seahawks' playoff spot. This is according to the Action Network. The Vikings are six point favorites oh, at home against the, the Bears, app. which is really something. Yeah, I don't. I that's an interesting to, one. Yeah. Are they expecting the? Bears to lay down? I, mean, I don't know why they I would. I mean, you, you do have to... Uh, there is a complication in that if the Vikings win that game, they are likely playing the Bears the next week, so the Bears might want to hide some stuff. Bears are playing for a potential buy in the two-seed. Yeah, but are the, are the Rams really going to lose to the Niners? 
Probably not, but maybe. Yeah, but you know they. Gotta, and they won't know that at the time, right? But you know they know what's likely. What's the line in that game? I'm gonna guess. Is it? I don't know where it is. Is it at San Francisco or is it in L.A.? No, I think it's in L.A. All right, so they're gonna be like nine point favorites. Oh, you're hot today. What is it? Nine. Oh, 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 oh. Well, two for two on the nose. Oh, I thought you were gonna actually take a whiff there. And he does take. Not a bad. Whiff. Okay. All right. All right. Not looking good. The uh, Seahawks just scored. Seahawks are up nine with 229 left, so it looks like it will come down to the Vikings. But we're going to hold on for the end of the game. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer, Norv Turner, Pat Shermer, Peckness Migrate. Go ahead. I'm not participating. Why? Because it's all Norv all the time for you? being harassed. (laughs) Norv, Norv, Norv. Boy, this is going to get us some more podcast awards, this brilliance. Anything <laughs> so else? So you agree it's an award. Okay. Award winning. Uh, I do have other things, but I don't remember what they are. I'm trying to look at my notes. <laughs> Good prep. Yeah. Well, you know, this started, you know, the article I wrote today, so it was like a, uh, didn't, didn't have all the juice. Had to had to find the juice. Sometimes the juice comes to you. Sometimes you got to search for the juice. That's true. Here's my question. You didn't answer my question. What well, are you feeling? What do you think is going to happen? What's your gut say? Uh, my, we're not going to hold you to it. My gut says they're going to win, and the Vikings are going to win. Mm, that's my, what that's my, what my gut says. My too. gut says that the Lions are going to hold. Um, now let me, and because of that, let me ask you this: Is there a, a part of you that worries that if that happens? The Eagles end the game on end the season on this nice three game winning streak, this feel good winning streak, that it provides them with a bit of a false positive heading into the offseason. That they think, okay, you know, you know, things weren't great with the offensive coaching staff throughout much of the year, but we're gonna keep these guys together. They seem to turn it on at the end. Uh, there are some other d- decisions that need to be made that if they overvalue the last three games, they might come to the wrong conclusions. Is there is there a, a part of you that worries about that? There is, yeah, absolutely. Is he singing? Yeah, there's a that's fantastic. There's a guy who's uh, no, he's got earbuds in. I thought he was just singing to oh, himself. Okay, <laughs> I don't know if he's about to come in and belt belt out a tune or not. Uh, yeah, I think that's a legit worry. Not not one that you know I think warrants uh, that much discussion now. Until it's not we keeping see. you up at night, but it's not keeping me up at night. But I was thinking that today, like all of a sudden, I don't hear anyone questioning Mike Grow anymore. No one's ripping the first. Hit. I think that's the one biggest. Um, you have said this that you know if they don't make any changes to the offensive coaching staff, that will be sort of telling on themselves that uh, they are not taking the right lessons. I'm not saying I don't think that they need to fire Mike Rowe necessarily, yeah. but I think they need to they, they need to bring in another voice in that in that room. I still think that would be a good idea, and yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, maybe they'll convince themselves. Straight Wentz? No, we just got to get the quarterback to uh, yeah. do the things we want, and everything will be fine. That that is would be a concern if that's sort of their approach. I think. How do you think Wentz feels? It's really interesting. It's a tough one. Be nice if he would talk. Hmm. Would it really? I think it'd be interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know. It's got to be really weird. Like especially when Foles got hurt there, 
you know that he wanted to he wanted to run out there. So it would be the equivalent. You injure your back, I podcast solo. I mean, this isn't the you know apples mm-hmm. and oranges. I podcast solo. All of a sudden, we're in the top twenty-five. You know, the from Philly Voice, we go to like the New York Times is doing best sports podcast. You're podcasting solo, or you replace me as a as mm. a host? Oh, interesting. Because that's a little different. It would have to be I replace because like you. if Wentz went down and the Eagles were winning without a quarterback, just running Wildcat stuff, okay. that'd be interesting. But I don't think it would hurt his pride as much. All right, it would maybe it's I replace you with Handsome Rich. Mm, okay, he joins me on the post game. That's pods. good because I like Handsome Rich. You I like root him, for Handsome right? Rich. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you're uh, you're dealing with the stress fracture, and all of a sudden, people are calling into WIP. Handsome Rich did it last year in the playoffs. Mm. You know, yeah, to the title. I, that'd be a blow to my blow the to my podcast. Ego. Goes smoother with Handsome Rich out there. Yeah, I've always believed in Handsome Rich. Saint, they call him Saint Rich. Saint Rich. Mm, how would you handle that'd that? That'd be tough. That'd okay. be tough. Right. I'd be rooting against you. Mm, see, there you go. I don't. I don't think I'd be rooting against you. Eh, don't lie. I would not be rooting against you. I'd be rooting for you, but I would be itching to get back. Okay, that's the truth. What if I said I don't want you back? Well, then we got problems. <laughs> then we get my agent on the line. He reminds you who's. I don't. Know, I don't even know how to upload the podcast. So this scenario <laughs> yeah. is very unrealistic. <laughs> All right. Um, so my gut is saying the same thing now. If the Eagles do make the playoffs, assuming the Seahawks game holds, most likely first-round opponent would be in Chi-Town. Fantastic. Soldier Field. Chicago in January. Can't January. wait. January. I do love Chicago. Oh, it'll be great. It'll I'll be bundle, fantastic. Bundle i got up. friends in Chicago. <sighs> Bragger. Um, it's a brag to say you have friends in Chicago? Huge brag. Yeah. Shout out to Seif. See? Look at this. Look at this guy. Now, if the... Father-to-be. Give me the scenario where they go to Big L.A. Big hands, Seif. Biggest hands I've ever seen. <laughs> we, call him, we call him Mr. Hands. He's got big mitts. If the Bears end up winning next week, beating the Vikings, and the Rams lose, again, unlikely, that's the scenario where the Eagles go to Los Angeles for a rematch against the Rams, which, man, their confidence would be, like, through the roof. They're like, we own this place. Yeah. Yeah. Rams are a different team with C.J. Anderson instead of Todd Gurley, apparently. They might show up with some, like, uh, I don't know. What, what, what could they bring that could say, like, this is our place? Mm. I was trying to think, like, Berkshire Hathaway, like, realty signs, I was, but I don't know. No, Does that they, work? No, they just put, they Remax? Put, they would put those, like, ADP stickers. Uh, Ooh, I like <laughs> that. Yeah. All around that old Coliseum yeah, locker room. Yeah. All right. That might work. That's pretty good. Okay. Chiefs still fighting here. We got we got to hold on. Game's over. They're in the red zone, close-ish. All right. So for those of you who have no interest in this, we're probably not going to talk about anything else meaningful the rest of the way. Thank you for joining us. Have a happy holiday. Uh, I may be unplugging and leaving here. That's why I'm, you're looking at me crazy. Why I'm saying my goodbyes. And we'll talk to you probably when, Wednesday we got, for the we WIP have, show. And then yeah, and then I feel I feel like we. Uh, oh, no, don't I think we me. go Thursday, Friday. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, there also is, we, we won't hear from the coordinators until Thursday this week, so the schedule is a little different because uh, of the holidays. Are you going to say anything else or just let people know that you're watching Seahawks Chiefs? Should we, should we, maybe we, this is what we should do. 
let's call this game as if we are in the booth. Sounds like a terrible idea. UB Collinsworth, I'll be Michaels. Third and five from the 15. Mahomes drops back, spins to his left, looking down the field. You know he can make those throws, throws it to the back of the end zone, out of bounds. Going to be fourth and five, 123 left. Chiefs down 10. You spent some time in Seattle, Sheil. What can you tell us about what the uh, the Seahawks defense is doing? I tell you what, this Pete Carroll, this guy knows how to coach D. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's all I have. Now, uh, Travis Kelsey, potentially set to set a receiving yards record for tight ends in the NFL. You talked uh, to his his parents, I believe, a few weeks ago. What can you tell me about uh, Travis Kelsey's upbringing? Chiefs are going to kick a field goal here to come within seven and then attempt their onside kick. I think it makes sense. Now, did they? what down did they do this on? This is fourth down, fourth and five. Do you think they should have done this earlier? No, I think they were close enough. There's enough time where they – I think they did this the right way. Okay. I trust Andy Reid. Guy, guy knows in-game situations. What about those Kelsey parents? Mm, yeah. I don't think I can participate in this exercise anymore. I just had the one line in me. You don't have to do that voice. <laughs> he looks so disappointed. <laughs> he's so sad. <laughs> Russell Wilson clapping on the sideline. You know he's a Jason Garrett fan. What did you think of uh, Frank Reich's outfit today? Oh, it was pretty good. It's better than Scott Hansen's. <laughs> what? That was a, it was a over-the-top outfit. What do you want me yeah. to say? All right, so the Chiefs are setting up for a, an onside kick here. As we all wait for Onside this kick or onside's kick? Where do you stand? Onside kick. Uh, uh, singular, onside kick. Hmm. You? Uh, I think, I think on, onside. Please, onside's. for the love of God, don't let the Chiefs recover this. Harrison Butker. Make it end. Oh, that's an interesting way that he's lining it up. He's laying it flat on the tee, uh, sort of on its, on its bottom. The football's bottom, I would say. Like a little baby. Yeah, that's interesting. What's he going to do? Is he going to do a little toe poke? Oh, great. Oh, Pete Carroll calls a timeout. He said, that does not look like the kind of football that's going to melt steel beams. Let's figure this one out. Let me call in that uh, chauvinist guy, Jordan uh, whatever his name is. Have him talk to our team about disrespecting women. Are the Chiefs falling apart here down the stretch, or are these reasonable losses? This will be back-to-back. Um, I think the, I think the Chargers, Chargers loss was completely reasonable. Okay. That was sort of a, fl- a fluky loss, I thought. This game, yeah, it's a tough tough place to play. On the road? All right, so you still buy them. They were showing that AFC playoff picture, and it is wide open, I feel. Yeah, and then, I mean, the Steelers, Steelers you can make a out. case that right now the Steelers are playing the best football, and they might not even make the playoffs. Yeah. Probably are not going to make the playoffs. Don't count out those Rams. Don't count out I mean, those... the Ravens is what yeah, I meant to I say. Like, I don't know why I said Rams. Okay. R.A. We were talking about the Steelers. It was obvious. That's where I was going. I just uh, didn't go there. Okay. Harrison Butker. Here we go. A little toe poke. Does he get a bounce? Oh! Oh, bounces well, out of bounds. That was not that a bad outside fun. kick. Yeah, that was fun. But unfortunately, not fun for the Eagles. Looks like okay. Seahawks are going to hold on to win. I gotta update my story. And so the Eagles need two results next week. That's it. They need a win and they need a Bears victory over the Minnesota Vikings. So let's uh, if you are an Eagles fan, think about those connections. You've got Chris Long telling his brother Kyle Long 
go win this game. You've got Strap and DeAndre Hall telling their former teammates in the secondary, go pick off the Melvin. Now, Eddie Jackson, go make a big play. Kyle Fuller, go make a big play. You've got Joe Douglas calling up his former friends in the scouting department, saying do what you can to uh, create some kind of diversion that leads to a big play for the Bears. You've got Alshon Jeffrey saying, I don't know if there's anybody among the wide receivers who's still there, but that's my town. Do it for me. Actually, he's saying, guys, uh, just go make a big play, and uh, you know we haven't got this. You know, maybe Dallas Goddard can call up Anthony Miller. Ah, that's a good one. Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy. I got a good one for you. Okay, maybe uh, Zach Hertz can call up a fellow tight end who helped him through the toughest moment of his career. Mm. Trey Burton. Trey Burton. Carson Wentz will probably be calling up Trey Burton. I imagine. That's right. I know that's right. And I don't think there's a, uh, there's not a ton of uh, Vikings connections. So, you know, they they don't have anybody to, you know. Yeah, maybe no. they can get Michael Kendricks to call his brother and say, hey, you look like Jason Siegel. You're going to lose this game. So those are the things you need. Call all your friends in Chicago. Tell them to travel to Minnesota and uh, try, to get a dub, try to eat a W. Anything else you want to plug of, of your day after story tomorrow? Read it on the athletic.com. Subscribe if you forgot, uh, you know, you're looking for last minute gifts. Mm. Click on that, sign up. I'm going to give, uh, give my grandma one of those bad boys. An athletic subscription? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Can you click on my story first and then give it? If I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it for myself. Okay. You got to tell me how to do that. Rude, not a team player, but okay. Mm. Yeah. I might, I might do it for Rich. Okay. All right. The Eagles uh, save their season for one more week with a, uh, a very fun victory. 32-30. We will be back on Wednesday night. Could be the last regular season. Well, it will be the last regular season week. Could be the last week of Birds with Friends for the 2018 season. For Shukapadia, I'm Bo Wolf. And as always, we love you and happy holidays. <laughs>